0: Hey everyone, Matt from Excess Press. Just wanted to step in real quick and let you know something. I recorded this episode on Sunday, October 13th, uh, and at that time, the Disney Skyliner was not open. But as of today, October 14th, it is now open for operations. So starting today, the operating hours are 8 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. And then later on in the week, there will be special operating hours in effect on October 16th the Hollywood studios line will be closed all day with the remaining lines open from 1 p.m. to 10:30 p.m. on October 17th and 18th operating hours for all three routes will be 1 p.m. to 10:30 p.m. so i'm assuming after that there'll be the regular scheduled operating hours maybe they're doing a test phase this this week to see how things go. But yeah, I just wanted to give you that quick update because I spent a good portion of the show discussing the Disney Skyliner. So uh, yeah, so enjoy the episode and uh, yeah, take care. Have a good week, guys. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast in this episode 111 for the week of October 13th, 2019. Well here we are on another news episode you know what I am just feeling great today the fall weather is just perfect outside it's nice crisp and cool like usually 60 degrees in uh, in New Jersey over here it's been really nice been able to go out and enjoy some some fall activities went to like a winery yesterday just enjoy that went to a concert last night just uh, really enjoying everything. ...that the fall and especially Halloween has to offer. Uh, I'm still counting down the days until I get to go to Disney World and that's 18 if anyone's counting. This is uh, as I record on Sunday. I leave on Halloween evening. So yeah, just uh, counting down the days and it's crazy. I was just thinking this past week that this yeah this is going to be the first time I'm going to Disney World. Um, as I've been doing this podcast because I started this podcast July of 2018... Uh, but I haven't been back to Disney World since March of two thousand eighteen, and uh, I was—I forget—I was talking with someone uh, this past week, and they're like, "Oh, I figure you just you go all the time," and I was like, "No, I, I, I don't. So I, I really don't." And it's yeah, it's just funny. So I think that's what just makes it so special. Every time I go, uh, I just get so excited and just so get so amped up, ready to go. And I haven't yeah, I'm not, I haven't had a long—I'm not gonna have a long vacation uh, down in Disney like this, or I haven't had one like this in probably since yeah 2013 i had a super like a week-long vacation this we're going for like eight nine days for this for this trip and oh i just can't wait because i know a lot of people some people i know some people that are down there right now um uh, in this upcoming episode i'm going to be talking a little bit about the enchanted rose again because i had some friends that that went and they had some recommendations so i'll be talking about that uh, I'll be talking a little bit about the Skylarn again today because the Disney did release a, an official statement, so I'll be chatting a bit about that, uh, and just some, yeah, some other smaller news, uh, um, items this week, nothing too big, I got some listener questions in, um... Yeah, really, really not a lot of big news this past week, just like, yeah, some smaller things, but yeah, so, and, and as you can tell, it's actually, it's just me today on the episode. Katie uh, couldn't make it. She is actually leaving uh, this week to go to Disney. she she'll be there for a week. Um, well, this past week, we actually recorded her pre-trip uh, episode. Uh, well, it's not a whole episode as uh, when I do trip reports, uh, if, if you're new, I like to do the pre-trip report before they leave and then talk to them again when they come back and I'll release the episode. So I, I recorded her a little bit, uh, just talking about what her things are, what she has planned for her upcoming trip. And then when she gets back, we'll do a full trip report, and that'll be coming to you probably in November. But yeah, she's leaving this week, so she uh, has uh, a lot of things she's got to do before she goes on her trip. So unfortunately, she couldn't be here today, but that's okay. Life always comes before the show, and she, uh, yeah, getting ready for Disney is a lot more important than this. So, but yeah, so it's just going to be me today on the show. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying that. So, all right, well, let's kick it off and start another episode of the XS Press podcast. (laughs) if you would like to join our jamboree there's a simple rule that's compulsory mortals pay a token fee rest in peace the haunting's free so hurry back All right, so a week ago, we were discussing the accident that happened on the Skyliner. When I recorded the episode, it was, like, very fresh. Um, it was, like, it happened the night before. I recorded the next morning, so there weren't a lot of details out yet. We only—I only had to report just a little bit, and honestly, since then, there hasn't been a lot of new news. I mean, some things were cleared up, but pretty much what I was describing last week uh, happened— um, Disney did release a official statement. They didn't really tell us much at all of what happened or exactly how the malfunction happened. But so here is Disney's official statement on the uh, the incident at the Skyliner last week. And apparently, Disney wants people to call it like an incident and not an accident. Uh, I mean, luckily, no one was hurt. There were some people that went to the hospital. I think I saw the number was uh, three people had gone to the hospital. But uh, yeah, those were just for I guess injuries sustained just being up on the uh, the skyliner for so long but yeah there were there wasn't really i didn't see any details at least of what happened there but anyway so disney finally did release an official statement for the skyliner incident and they said quote we have a team diligently looking into the cause of the malfunction on the epcot line of the disney skyliner we have been in contact with the guests, many of whom were on the Skyliner for more than three hours until we were able to restart the system. We, ex- we express our sincere apologies for the inconvenience and continue to work with each guest individually. Uh, quote. So... Yeah, that's all they really said. It doesn't really give us much detail as to what exactly happened or how they went about it. We only are hearing details from what guests are saying. And, the yeah, the guests are saying that it was, it was rough and Disney has been compensating them uh, for uh, just being stuck up there. They were giving them, I guess, gift cards and uh, free park tickets. And uh, the reports were ranging from anywhere between, like, Fifty-dollar gift cards, two hundred-dollar gift cards. So I really guess it depends on, uh, yeah, I guess how big of a stink you made of 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 it. Um, But yeah, so there there was a lot of conversation of whether or not uh, that was enough conversation. I mean, to me, thinking about it, yeah, that's it stinks that you were stuck up there, and I think that's good compensation. I think it's fine. Uh, I was actually listening. To the TTA podcast, the uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority podcast, which is hosted by Rob, who has a YouTube channel called Rob Plays. Uh, they have a he has a great podcast, but uh, him and his co-hosts were talking about how because uh, they're both from the New York area, and I mean, so am I. And there have been times where they get stuck on the subway and the trains for hours at a time without being notification and or notified about what's going on. And they don't get compensated at all. Uh, and you can be stuck underground for a long time and you can't move. And I was thinking, like, you know, that makes a lot of sense because that used to be me. I have gotten stuck underground plenty of times uh, for a couple hours at a time. I was stuck on subway for at least, like, uh, I think the longest I had was about an hour and a half. That was a long time, but I've been stuck on like the NJ Transit tracks. One time I was stuck up there for 3 or uh, 3 hours. I mean, I'm I'm not in the sky like swinging around, but like I'm stuck on a train for a long time and you don't get anything out of that. So, um I just thought that was a a pretty good point, but I mean, I know being in the the sky is a little bit different than being just like on the tracks or underground, but all in all, it's still scary, and people still get uh, anxious and claustrophobic from just being stuck down there. Um, actually, thinking about it, I was actually stuck in an elevator on campus for two hours with uh, 30 people. It was uh, 30 of my fraternity members. I don't think I ever told that story, but uh, all, all we got was um, kind of laughed at, so that was a lot of fun. We were in the school paper, and uh, it caused a lot of news for our fraternity Uh, It was a pledge at a time. Don't worry, it wasn't a hazing thing. We were just uh, idiots. We were in the student center. Uh, We were going going to a meeting. We were supposed to present something to all of our fraternity brothers. We were all pledges. And we decided we wanted to go from the first floor to the fourth floor. All of us were going to pack in this elevator that there were windows. We were all... So we were able to see out into the student community center. Uh, and we we all got in, and I was like, this is a really bad idea because I was very feel- fearful of elevators at the time, and I wish I took the stairs, but uh, we all got in. It was the dead of winter, so we all had our jackets. We were in suits and ties and all really dressed up. We had our heavy coats on, and uh, we, yeah, we got stuck for about two hours. Uh, so that was a lot of fun because that caused a little bit of chaos with our fraternity a bit because people thought it was like a hazing stunt for a, a, a little bit but yeah so anyways sorry that was just a, a side story i thought that was funny i don't really share that one that often but yeah i was stuck in in there but uh, anyways i think where i was going with this i think disney had good compensation uh for for being stuck up there i know that being stuck on a high line is 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 very uh yeah it's different than most but the company that created the the gondolas um oh what is it called i think it's like doppel something i can't remember the exact name but the, these guys are they're professionals they have skyliners all like this they're not well not skyliners but they've got gondolas like this all over the world they've they've done this before unfortunately this is probably i hope this is a rare incident that is not going to happen again so far in the future. I'm sure Disney is going to go all about it. And I was talking to past cast members, um, and I actually just recorded a cast member interview this past week, and we talked about it. Well, you'll hear that one in a few weeks. But he was talking about how Disney, their number one thing is safety. Like, they are all about safety, and they, they don't want anything less they They want just top of it like that's that's one of the things they were they they want the most, and even we talked about it in the last cast member interview that I had with c j the past episode episode one ten she was talking about the four keys of uh, that like a Disney cast member has to go by, and safety is 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 one of them so I really hope that we don't see anything like this in the future. I mean we see accidents or incidents, whatever you want to call it with the transportation all the time there's bus accidents there's monorail accidents and or incidents like just just past week people were stuck on the monorail for a few hours as well like the monorail got stuck on the line and they had to take them down but people still take the monorail i don't think this is going to stop people from taking the skyliner i've talked to a lot of people this past week they said it's absolutely not going to stop them from taking the skyliner Um, I, I talked to very few people who had said, nope, I'm absolutely not going to take it. Everyone and everyone, someone had said to me, like, uh, I, I feel bad, but I still want to take the Skyliner, even though what happened, it's just, it, I, it's not going to deter people from taking it. It's, I think this is, I, I mean, I hope it's a rare case and we don't see it happen again, but all right. So I've just kind of been rambling on about the Skyliner. I, for one, am sure I'm still going to take the Skyliner. Uh, it's. It's not going to stop me. I mean, I really hope that nothing happens like that again. Uh, and I think Disney will take all the measures to prevent that from happening again. Um, so the next question is when will it reopen? There hasn't been any word. Um, they're testing it. Just my, my friend is in the sky, um, is in Disney worlds and he posted a video of him going into Hollywood studios and the Skyliner was running at six in the morning. So I, well, it's, probably in test modes but like there, I don't see that it's been open at all so um hopefully by the time I record this there hasn't been anything that has come out saying oh Skyliner is is now open um but uh, I'm looking right now to make sure I didn't miss any headlines and yeah I don't see anything but yeah there's just been no news or about whether or not it has uh, started again or not so all right well that is uh that is my rant on the Skyliner um I'm, I'm curious to see if it opens up sometime soon and uh because yeah Kate, katie was uh she still wanted to kind of ride it so um i'm curious to see if it'll be up by the time uh, she goes so but all right well let's uh let's t- take a quick break and then we'll move on to the the next news items So this is, uh, this next design was a little bit of a surprise. I don't know if this has been predicted of coming out, but Disney dropped uh, like this small little tidbit, uh, within, uh, one of the blog articles they had this past week. So this is all about the, for dining reservations. So, uh, as you know, you can make your dining reservations, uh, via my, my Disney experience for the app, or you can do it through disneyworld.com. Uh, you can even call in and make a reservation if you want. Uh, but apparently, uh, you, the only way you can do it now is via the app or DisneyWorld.com. Starting today, this is what they said, uh, beginning October 13, 2019, Walt Disney World uh, will only be having online-only uh, dining reservations. So... Uh, from what we understand, yeah, you you can't call in uh, if you want to make a reservation for if you have a group of eight or less. So if you have a, a bigger group of eight guests or more, you are able to still make reservations over the phone. There's also the Disney Reservation Center, which I think is a location somewhere in Orlando, which um, will also be discontinuing making dining reservations as well. I'm not as familiar with the Disney Reservation Center, but I believe it's a place in Orlando that is separate off property. I I hope I'm pretty sure that's right. When I looked it up quickly, that's what it it looked like to me. But, yeah, so you can only make it online via the app or DisneyWorld.com. But I'm sure that, like, if you – there are some cases that, like, if you need to cancel or whatever, you can call them up because I know sometimes within the app, it's like, oh, you can't do this in the app. You have to call. I'm sure in that case, Disney will still be able to help you. Um, There hasn't been a lot of details of, like, this exactly, but I think, uh, yeah, if you have, like, those major questions, you could still ask them. But if you're just looking to call and make, like, a dining reservation – uh your best bet is just going to the app and it, it is a lot easier to go through the app or through disneyworld.com because i've i've called plenty of times and if you don't know the the P, the cast members on the other end of the line they're seeing exactly the same thing as you they don't have like any special priority they see the same things they are helpful in different ways because i think they can look through the reservations a lot faster uh for instance um for One of the days for my upcoming trip, uh, we were trying to get Cape May Cafe for another day. We had a reservation on the third, but, or on the second. We were trying to get one on the third as well, or we were trying to get one on the third. Anyways, we, we were just trying to make like a different day reservation for Cape May Cafe. Uh, but we couldn't do it because we had a group of six. Uh, but the the person on the other end, uh, they were saying that, uh, oh, hey, we found a reservation for three. And a separate reservation for three at the same time. So they gave us two reservations and they said, yeah, just when you go get there like a little bit early uh, and the cast members should be able to help you to put the tables together. So three and three. And I was like, "Okay, cool. Uh, Long story short, we didn't we actually were not using that anymore, but the they helped us out that way by finding those those two separate reservations a lot faster so that was kind of helpful in that way because i don't think i would have thought to do that within my disney experience app it probably it would just take me a lot longer they were able to do it a lot faster so that's kind of a bummer that they can't help as much anymore but uh i guess they're just really trying to uh take down their call volume a lot because in in my personal work we deal with that we like one of my jobs as um as an experienced designer this is this is that's my what i do in real life i i create experiences for people uh from an end-to-end experience uh online so it's all digital so one of our biggest dry uh one of our biggest issues that we try to solve is how can we stop uh, people from calling in because that creates a lot of the traffic when you call so like there's times where you get frustrated because you're on the phone with disney waiting like 10-15 minutes so part of my job is to make sure we can stop that and I'm sure Disney they've been trying to test and do all this research and find out different ways of how they can get their call traffic down and they figured well if we stop if we stop people trying to make dining reservations on the phone uh, that'll help a lot and I I think I think I think it's a pretty smart move in their way because it honestly is if you're just trying to make like a simple dining reservation it's so much easier going to the app and Disneyworld.com. And uh, so I, I think it's a pretty smart move. I know a lot of people aren't going to be happy with it, but I mean, it's it's change and people are never never happy with change. But uh, I, I think it's good. I mean, I, I think you'll have some instances where you would like to make a reservation, but uh, you can't. So this is, uh, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of news on this just yet, but yeah, this was uh, breaking. So this is starting today. Uh, Maybe what I'll do is I'll call Disney World and just um, see what they have to say about it because I'm I'm curious what the other line is. So maybe I'll follow up with this uh, next week uh, and talk about that a little bit more. So, yeah, so that is uh, that is that for the dining reservations. Now, uh, the next item I'm going to move on to, uh, last week I also talked about the the new Enchanted Rose Lounge that opened up at the Grand Floridian. Uh, I, me and my crew, we're definitely going to be checking this out when we go on our next trip because we're going to be doing our monorail crawl. I'm just so happy that this opened up. Uh, so last week when I reported it open, it was actually like a soft opening. Uh, but this past week, I think on Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember which day exactly, uh, they actually had their really grand opening. Like they put out the official Disney blog and they put it up there. So uh, I actually have some friends that are there right now. Uh, it was actually uh, Vinny and Lauren. They actually did the DVC episode Uh, that we had back in i think it was like february march but they they had come in and talked about their uh uh, about the disney vacation club so everything you need to know about the disney vacation club we we had recorded an episode about it. i'm trying to find the episode number right now Uh, oh it's episode 40 so uh both of them were just yeah talking about the disney vacation club so they're there right now lauren's sister is there as well and Uh, Lauren's sister, uh, her name is Chrissy, she had reached out to me and she gave me kind of like reviews and uh, well not reviews but like she sent me some photos of like the lounge because we were talking a little bit before she was going and uh, she sent some of the photos that of the stuff they ate so I was like hey like what are like what are your recommendations what are some of the things that you like that you got there so um so, maybe if uh, you listeners out there, you, you're thinking about going to the Enchanted Rose Lounge, you can think of uh, maybe getting some of these. Uh, so, some of the items that they got were one item was the, the truffle fries. Uh, so, again, the, the lounge is, is just cocktails, drinks, and like small plates. So, but I'm, I, you could probably like fill up on a dinner here. If you don't want to, you don't need a dining reservation to go into any of the lounges. You could just show up and go. But some of these things look really good. So the one of the things they got were the truffle fries, uh, these things looked awesome. Uh, they're there's shaved black truffles and there's 18-month-aged parmesan cheese on top, uh, and then they had crab and neoceti gratin, which is like a jumbo lump crab that's just ooey and gooey and looks really good. It has citrus bread, bread, uh, bread crumbs on it. Uh, they said that was really good, but they said, uh, I know Vidi and Chrissy said their favorite, favorite things were the mini smoked short rib sliders, which has glacier blue cheese and onion marmalade on split top buns. So... For the food, they said all those things were excellent, so they, those are some of the things that they recommended, uh, and Chrissy had recommended the Island Rose Cocktail, which is Kettle One grapefruit, uh, and Rose Kettle One is vodka, uh, and there is lime, uh, pineapple, bitters, and rose water as well, so she was saying that the, the, kettle, the Island Rose drink is really good. So, Uh, So yeah, so those are some of the things uh, that they recommended, but yeah, so it had its grand opening this past week over at the Grand Floridian, that is the Enchanted Rose, so maybe uh, someone of you will be checking out, it looks awesome, looks like there's a ton of space there, Um, but yeah, I'm excited to do that on the Monocrawl. Uh, later this uh, yeah in a few weeks we'll be going so remember if you're interested in going to the XS Press Podcast monorail crawl uh, it is going to be Wednesday November 6th Uh, that is the evening Uh, I'm checking my dates right now just to make sure I have it right so yes it is uh, Wednesday Wednesday the 6th of November is going to be doing it in the evening so if you're interested please reach out to me Uh, we do have a small group going so far uh but yeah let me know if you would like to come I, that would be awesome i'd love to see some of you listeners out there if you're in the orlando area if you're on the trip uh, if you're going to disney world at the same time i'd uh, love to meet some of you guys over there so the monorail crawl we're gonna be starting at the contemporary starting there we'll probably go to the wave lounge go to the poly if we can get into trader sam's we'll do that otherwise we'll go to the pool bar which is uh my mind is blanking me right now but i know it's pretty cool uh, and then we're going to head over to the Enchanted Rose. And if you're staying on property, join us uh, for some extra ma- magic hours over at the Magic Kingdom. Because it's open until 11 o'clock that night. So, yeah, that is the XS Press monorail crawl. Please let me know, Matt, at XSPressPodcast.com if you want to go. So, yeah, so those, those are uh, just uh, some of the few news items about dining and then the Enchanted Rose. So, yeah. Uh, some smaller news items here. So we're going to head over to Animal Kingdom for a bit. Uh, so they they recently had opened up the Conservation Station uh, that is reopened. That is where you take the train over uh, from, I believe, Harambe Market to the Conservation Station that is now open. And they have the animation experience over there where you can draw certain characters from The Lion King. So the, the, you can make fast passes for this, but it doesn't seem like it's, it's that popular. I mean, it seems pretty cool. I don't know how popular it is, but there's always fast passes open. So if you want to do that, that's open. Um, so because of the Halloween season, they are... Um, they're adding some different uh, antagonist characters from popular Disney films that you can draw. So part of The Lion King right now, you can draw Scar and Ed from The Lion King. Uh, but they're adding four more characters into the rotation. So there's going to be six all together. Uh, so beginning October 18th, you'll be able to draw with pencil. Uh, you'll be able to learn how to draw Bruce, the shark from Finding Nemo. Uh, you'll be able to learn how to draw Hopper from A Bug's Life, uh, Shere Khan from The Jungle Book, or TikTok, The Crocodile from Peter Pan. So those are the, uh, and then again, Scar and Ed, you can already draw from The Lion King. So those are the six characters that you will be able to draw over at the animation station at the, conf- or the sorry, the, the animation experience over at the conservation station uh in the animal kingdom so yeah you could do that beginning october 18th um i don't we're going to be going to animal kingdom a few times i do want to check out the conservation station because i don't think i've ever done it i feel like i have no i'm pretty sure i took the train i think i do remember taking the train one time but i don't remember anything about it so now that's newly open maybe we'll uh, we'll have plenty of time and we'll maybe we'll check that out so so yeah, that is uh, that is opening yeah October eighteenth. All right. So what else we got? So uh, this is kind of this is kind of a crazy one. So there was a report that uh, there was the Orlando Sentinel, which is the local Orlando newspaper. Uh, it was reported that on October first, a Walt Disney World employee noticed that a set of sails from the Peter Pan's Flight attraction at the Magic Kingdom ha- uh, had gone missing. Um, so the sales were in a shed, the behind test track. And as the employee was like taking inventory, he noticed that the sales were missing. Uh, So they're they're just a huge part of the attraction. Everyone kind of knows what these things look like. Um, And he also noticed that there was a shell and three seats used for as part of the ride vehicles for Space Mountain um, had also disappeared from the storage shed. And apparently these missus items are worth uh, about $20,000. So the local Orange County Sheriff's Office was notified of the missing pieces October 2nd. so, none of the missing items have unique markings or serial numbers uh, that can be used to identify them. But, uh, however, yeah, this is uh, Grand Theft and burglary, And, uh, yeah, it's still a mystery. They don't know where they are. But um, the the shed are padlocked and there's a fencing around it. And, apparently, yeah, people don't know where these items are. So, I thought that was interesting. There were some items that had disappeared last year. Uh, most notably, Buzzy, which is from the... Um, what was it the brain? Oh, I can't remember the name of the attraction. Uh, it's one of the old Epcot attractions buzzy Disney I'm looking it up real quick uh, This was from uh, oh uh, a cranium command. There was a uh, buzzy from cranium command That was one of the very old Epcot attractions and apparently he was stolen as well last year. So yeah, this is yeah some crazy news items so I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. I wanted to report that but Hopefully, those items show up. I mean, I I know people have taken things in the past, and they kind of go into this, like, Disney black market. Um, I mean, there are some huge Disney collectors out there, so I'm sure they'll probably go for a pretty penny at some point. Uh, But, yeah, so that was pretty interesting. So... All right, we just have a couple uh, smaller news items, and then I'm gonna head into. Well, we have a couple fun listener questions. Uh, the first one is, so we noticed that a lot of the buses have newly are newly wrapped with uh, different characters and rides. So there is like an Avatar one now. There's like a Frozen one. There's a lot of new buses uh, of the, for the Disney tram- transportation uh, that are wrapped. They they also these new buses they put in the uh, Uh, Outlets so you could plug in your phone. So now some of the buses have Wi-Fi. So that's pretty cool So some of the buses do have Wi-Fi. I know like for me like I've I've been on Buses that travel from like New York to Boston. Like there's like the Bolt bus or the Peter Pan buses or Greyhound. Like a lot of these buses have Wi-Fi, but it's, it's pretty terrible Wi-Fi. Um, so (laughs) I'm only assuming here, but I, I assume that the, it's going to be some of the kind of the same networks that, uh, Disney will be using on their buses, um, So, from what I know, is uh, this is a separate Wi-Fi from what Disney's uh, public Wi-Fi is. So you have to sign into it. Uh, It's a different transport Wi-Fi, but it seems uh, to me it it probably won't be super fast. It'll be good for just like browsing and stuff like that. Like if you need to check something really quick. But usually these things are are not great if uh, you want to watch like a video or upload photos. So. Uh, I assume, like, if you're coming from, uh, like, from Europe, it might be, like, a good thing just to have, like, the quick Wi-Fi on there if you want it. So, so yeah, if the newly-rived buses... Now, if you want the Wi-Fi, make sure they have it marked somewhere on the bus. It shows uh, usually pretty pretty much by, like, the doors, I believe. Uh, you'll see that Wi-Fi is available over there. So, yeah, that is uh, th- those are rolling out right now. They keep adding new buses to the line. So, yeah, be sure to uh, be on the lookout for those buses. So we have one more small news item for today. So if you've ever been to the boardwalk, there is the Ample Hills Creamier over there. They are a Brooklyn-based uh, ice, uh, ice cream shop that is located in New York. Uh, they are really popular. Everyone loves it. I personally haven't been yet, but they have a location. They started in Brooklyn, uh, and now they have a location on the boardwalk. Uh, I have plans of going to it. Uh, one of the first nights, uh, we're well, not one of the first nights, but like the, I would say the, the first night, my, me and our group are together because we're getting there a little bit early for everyone else. But we're going to be spending the evening on the boardwalk. We're going to be going to jelly rolls. After Jelly Rolls, I plan on making a stop over at Ample Hills to get some ice cream and try it for the first time. So everyone loves it. It's people say that it's better than Beaches and Cream. So it's located on the boardwalk, but they just announced that Ample Hills is opening up a new location in Disney Springs. Uh, This is going to be replacing where something silver was located. I'm not even sure what that shop was. I assume it was jewelry. I don't Yeah, I'm not even sure, but it is closed, and there are signs that say that Ample Hills will be opening up soon over there. So, yeah, they're not only going to have the location on the boardwalk, but they are opening up another location in Disney Springs, which is pretty awesome. So, I know, I think more people visit Disney Springs than the boardwalk. I mean, I'm just, I'm assuming that. I assume more people, they, it's just easier to get to Disney Springs than it is the boardwalk. I mean, if you go to the parks, you can, like, easily walk through the boardwalk and stuff like that, but... I feel like Disney Springs is probably like a better location for the Ample Hills, and I feel like Ample Hills probably has a lot of um, competition with Beaches and Cream over there. So yeah, maybe that's another reason why. But anyway,s yeah, so they're they're opening up another location in Disney Springs, so that is pretty exciting. So all right, well that is it for the news today. Now I do have a couple of listener questions, so I'm gonna take a short break, and then we're gonna get to, uh, yeah we're gonna get to answer some of those. All right, so now we have some time for listener questions. And if you ever want to send in a question about anything, park planning, park tips, whatever you want, just you want to know more about my thoughts on the park or Katie's thoughts, please send them in. You can DM me on social media, on Instagram, or please shoot me an email at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. And I'd love to answer those questions for you. So. Uh, one of the first ones we have coming in is from CJ. Now, again, CJ was just on the last episode talking about her, uh, some more time of her working over at the Disneyland Park. So she has an upcoming trip to Walt Disney World in, I believe it was in January, if I remember correctly. So she's, uh, she was curious about some upcoming refurbishments for the ride. So actually, there was a pretty big one that was announced uh, this past week. I had it in my notes somewhere. Where is it? So, yeah. So one of the big ones is Test Track. So uh, there is a small time where Test Track will be down. So they announced that between uh, January 13th of 2020 through February 26th, 2020, the attraction is set to go under refurbishment. So uh, yeah, it will not be open during that time. So unfortunately, if you were looking to do Test Track, it won't be open. So yeah, that was announced this past week. But otherwise, like some of the, the, there isn't a lot that is still under refurbishment. I mean, the the railroad is under refurbishment still because of the Tron attraction coming in over at the Magic Kingdom. We don't know when that's gonna be be reopening uh impressions the france is currently under refurbishment because they have the new beauty and the beast sing-along coming in as well so they're probably making some updates over there that is a reopening in january of 2020 so that should, i think it'll be open by the time you uh, go back cj um i mean there's a lot of new things opening up uh, in january as well there's the canada uh canada film and i think the uh the there's the new china film opening as well um so that'll be happening. Uh, you'll have the new Rise of the Resistance opening as well. The Otherwise, they didn't really talk about a, a lot of refurbishments. Uh, there's really nothing going on over at the Animal Kingdom Park. Uh, the water parks are, will be under refurbishment. Right now, Blizzard Beach is under refurbishment. That is reopening January 13th. Uh, and then on January 13th is when Typhoon Lagoon qu- closes, and that goes under refurbishment until uh, March of, uh, yeah, the 29th of March. Sorry. So that is when that'll be reopening as well. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately, there there isn't a lot going on for refurbishments. Uh, I mean, there's also there's a lot of things that permanently closed. Uh, I mean, as we know, a lot of the things in Epcot were, were closing. So, but as far as big refurbishments, I think the test track one is the biggest. So uh, there's a lot of websites out there that also list like um, I'm looking at touringplans.com. Uh, I know WDW Magic has a whole list of refurbishments. So uh, it's that's where I'm getting my information from. Uh, they have a, a very nice list of what's opening, what's closing, what's under refurbished. But yeah, this past week, the test track was the, the big thing that was announced. So yeah, that'll be down... Uh, later uh, next or early next year so all right so the next item we have comes from ac does disney uh, 18 on instagram she sent in a few cool questions that uh, i'll probably do a little more rapid fire through for them but her question was would you rather ride everything and meet no characters or meet every character and ride no rides for the day Uh, so, that was a pretty fun question, so, to me, that's a pretty easy one, I'm not big on meeting characters, uh, and I would have to go with ride everything, um, so, um, that's gonna be the one that I go with, but I feel like, I mean, I don't have kids, but I feel like if I had a kid, I'd probably have to go with the characters one, because I know they always enjoy the characters a bit more, but yeah, so, to me, that's a pretty easy one, I'm gonna have to go with, uh, being able to ride every ride and not meet any of the characters, so. Uh, yeah, that was a little fun one. Uh, and then she also posed the question: uh, One has to go, Peter Pan's flight or Small World? Um, who would I keep? So honestly, I don't ride either of them. I don't, I I haven't been on Peter Pan since probably what probably like probably when I was in high school. I probably went in like 2004. I, probably, I th- believe I went on it then. I definitely haven't gone on to it uh, in the past year, a few years. Uh, small world i definitely don't go on i honestly i can't stand small world i hate to say it i'm not a small world fan um so if i had to keep one i would say i would keep peter pan's flight just because i figured i would like that one more um so yeah i think that's a pretty easy one for me at least i would cut small world i know that uh well i think walt disney had worked on both I think he worked on Peter Pan's Flight. When did that attraction open? I don't know. I can't remember offhand, but I know he definitely worked on Small World. Uh, It's, yeah, I'll have to get rid of that one, unfortunately. Um, And then the last question that she asked was, would I rather go to Epcot or Animal Kingdom for the whole day without uh, a park hopper? Um, So, yeah, pretty much the question is, would I rather spend a whole day at Epcot or a whole day at Animal Kingdom? So that's actually a pretty difficult question for me. Now, I I know I said plenty of times on the past that Animal Kingdom is my favorite park. Um, But I feel like if I were to spend a whole day, like say like uh, from like how I'm thinking about this question is from like open to close, could I spend an entire, entire day at the park? So I feel like with Animal Kingdom... You could, because I think there are a lot of the bigger shows take up a lot of your time, and that could that could help a lot, but that's not something I would want to do to fill up my time. I'm not big on the shows. Um, I feel like you can get through Animal Kingdom. I mean, it's definitely a whole-day park, but I feel like you can get through it pretty quickly. Um, I mean, when I say pretty quickly, I mean, it's fa- fairly. Anyways, but I feel like if I were to spend all of my time at a Disney park, I or one of those parks for the whole day, I feel like I could do it at Epcot. Um I think you can just spend so much time in each of the pavilions and just grab something to eat, grab something to drink. I love food and drink. That's one of the biggest reasons I love going to Disney World is the food now. And I feel like there's just so much you could do at each of the world showcases. You could spend a lot of time there. You can get lost in some of the pavilions as well, just looking and seeing everything and um, I feel like I could f- spend an entire day at Epcot and not get bored, and I'll definitely would get full from all the food and, and drinks. But I, f- I feel like um, if I had to, from open to close, I could fill up an entire day uh, over at Epcot more. Um, but Animal Kingdom is still uh, still my favorite. Uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll, I would still gladly choose Epcot over there, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to have to go with Epcot for this answer. So, all right. So, uh, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for those questions. Really appreciate it. Um, I know, uh, Katie likes answering questions too. Unfortunately she wasn't here for those. Um, but yeah, please send in more questions. I love... I love when the listeners uh, give some questions to answer, so please, any questions. Uh, I'm, I really love doing like trip planning questions as well. So, uh, but if you want to do fun ones like that, shoot them in. Please send them to Matt at Press Podcast at uh, sorry Matt at uh, You could send the the mes- the questions over there, or please find me on social media and send them there. But all right, well that is gonna wrap it up for this episode um if you're not subscribing to the podcast already make sure you do so on apple podcast anchor anchor google podcast spotify stitcher or pretty much however you listen to podcasts and if you can please leave a review it'll really help out the show um, make sure you're checking us out at xspresspodcast.com where you can find all the episodes you can visit our shop um, over there and I'm I'm trying to f- figure out a new way to kind of redo the shop because I have a lot of t-shirt designs that I have in mind but I got to find it I got to find a way to make it a much more cost efficient way for me to do it because I had Last time I bought a lot of t-shirts in bulk and I it, it's not the best way for me to do it. So I'm trying to figure out a new way because I my background is design. I love design and I have all these like t-shirt ideas. I just got to find a better way to do it. But right now I do have um, an Express Press t-shirt up there that you can purchase uh, and all the proceeds go back to that as well, uh, back to the podcast so everything gets put 100% back into the show um and i also have some vintage shirts up there i just posted on my instagram today about how i have a vintage 2008 mickey's not so scary halloween party t-shirt from um yeah from that party year up there so yeah check that out if you all all money earned goes directly back into the show it goes towards like hosting costs and hopefully more merchandise in the future so um and oh if i didn't mention this uh if you're subscribed please leave a review if you can uh give us five stars if if you're enjoying what you're listening to please help us out it'll it'll help us get more listeners and yeah just uh, that'll really help out the show so thanks guys for all the support there uh and if you can please uh follow follow me on social media you can find me at excess press podcast on instagram uh and facebook and twitter um uh, and uh, if you haven't listened to the past episode of Interview with a Cast Member with CJ, do it. That was a lot of fun. She, she messaged me pretty last minute. It was like, hey, if you're looking for more people, uh, I'm, I'm willing to talk about these two things. I'm like, oh, that's I'm cool. I didn't even know you did those things either. So, yeah, I had her on over there. Um, and if you ever, I, I've talked about this, uh, way back when, but if you ever want to send in a voice message, uh, and you want to get that in on the show, just again, shoot me an email at Matt at excesspresspodcast.com. You can just kind of record that, uh, on your phone. You could just, yeah, email it over there. So, all right, well, that's it. Thanks for tuning in everyone. And thanks for your support of the show. This is Matt from the excess press podcast signing off until next time travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage!